listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey, Colorado Springs, Chris Lopez here, and we've got another deal analysis coming your way in our new format, where we have a guest come on the show and fill out the spreadsheet live with us to talk numbers and talk the deal. And of course, I got my co-host, Jenny Bayless. Jenny, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Beautiful day out. So set this deal up for us. Give us give us the two, three, four sentence, what we're about to talk about and see here. Yeah. So this is a three bed, two bath, one car garage condo on the east side of town. Um, is beautifully renovated and it's just, um, I think it's a great turnkey rental property example. And I'm really excited to talk to Braden about it. Yes. And Braden is our guest and also the investor on here. So Braden Sanderson, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Appreciate y'all bringing me on. Of course. Um, this is going to be fun. So kind of just, you know, before we jump in the deal here and start talking numbers, Rewind it a few steps and tell us, you know, kind of who you are, your background, and what led you up into investing in this property. Sure. So just a bit about myself. Um, definitely a, a newer investor here. This is my uh, first property in the Springs, uh, first rental in Colorado. Uh, kind of got started out of state um, and then also uh, dabbled a little bit in live-in flips here. Currently live in one still, which... We'll probably play into um, financing later at this one. But yeah, that's the brief overview of my short uh, career here in, in real estate investing. All right. What, what out-of-state market are you, do you invest in? Yeah. So back home, I call it home, not where I grew up, but where I went to school in, in Texas, uh, a little college town there. Uh, Lubbock, Texas is where I got started. Okay. So then I'm assuming Texas, probably, uh, probably pretty good cash flow down there. It, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's a lot different from what you see here uh, along the Front Range. Obviously, um, just the barrier to entry prices are, are a bit cheaper, but one um, percent rule is definitely a thing there. Um, so yeah, it's it's a different market, more of a cash flow market. Definitely, definitely don't see the appreciation that you see here, though. So is is the appreciation component what made you attract uh, attracted you to the Springs? Yeah, they're really. Two things. One, it's, it's so I live in Denver, and I've I've you know taken part of the appreciation over the couple of years, and it's really hard to ignore, you know, what's been going on here in Colorado the last couple of years. So that was a part of it. I also wanted to, um, you know, invest a little closer to home. Uh, I thought I would, you know, need to be more hands on. Uh, honestly, when I started looking here, I thought I'd be going the you know the Burr approach. I just kind of thought that was my only option. I uh, definitely didn't want to do that out of state. So uh, those are the couple of things that led me to, to looking closer to home here. Okay. So we're going to transition over the spreadsheet. So podcast listeners, we will do our best to tell you all the numbers, but if you want to see the full details, check it out on YouTube. It's also in our show notes as well. So three bedroom, two bathroom condo. Uh, what part of Springs is it in? So it's on the Southeast side of town. Uh, it's pretty close to the, uh, airport and Peterson. So a uh, good part of town. And were you targeting that area in particular or just like total Springs Park anywhere in the Springs? Uh, this was first one. So I was looking kind of all over um, and I, I didn't have a great feel for 
you know, where the hotspots were. Uh, but Jenny helped me out with, with those. And, um, ultimately after seeing, seeing the area and learning more about it, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. Yeah. There's a lot of development, uh, going on over by the airport. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone's heard me talk about that before, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic about that side of town for sure. So this is an investment property and this was a condo. So what was the down payment on here? So, yeah, this was actually a learning point for me here. I I was under the, uh, I guess, naive assumption that condo and a townhome are the same thing in terms of financing. And I was hoping to put, you know, 15 or 20% down on this one. Found out uh, later, later along in the deal that we had to go 25% down, which ultimately is, is, you know, it works out great. It just ends up being a little more cash flow on the back end. But um, yeah, ended up going 25% down here. Yeah, and that's a great thing. It's it's a nuanced thing in lending. You know, uh, condos always. I always assume twenty five percent down, and then townhomes and single family homes you can do as low as fifteen percent down. Uh, but condos just always in the right twenty five percent down. So purchase price. Let's and actually um, getting the purchase price before we talk about that. Uh, talk to me about the the property hunt. You know, the market is is tough right now. It's about the nicest word I can put on there. So what was it like getting this property? Oddly enough, this one was uh, a pretty easy and straightforward. I think, I think when we found out we got this one under contract, Jenny and I both were, were pleasantly surprised. Um, subsequently after this one, we've been looking for number two here and I think we've put out five or six offers, but under contract on, on another one after this, but it took a lot more work getting to it. Um, yeah, this one, we put in one offer. I think there is one thing that, that kind of helped us out with this. Um, this property was under contract once already and fell out of contract. Um, so I don't, I don't know if we had the, you know, the best, most competitive offer the second go around, but, um, it was, it was strong enough that the, the seller ended up, you know, going with us. Yeah, something that the listing agent mentioned on the phone was that he really liked Braden's financing package. Um, strong down payment. Um, I'm assuming we were probably up against some owner occupants with with lower down payments. Um, and then just the fact that he was pre-approved uh, through a reputable lender, that that really helped us, I think. And so did you guys, did you actually have like a, a backup offer or is there just something you kept your eye on and it came back out, you jumped on it? I think when I saw it, it was after it had already fallen out of contract and was on the market the second time. I didn't know, I guess, until we started talking with the listing agent that it had already fallen out of contract once. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was it listed at? What And kind of walk us through, because I know there was some, some negotiation on here and some stuff. So list price, under contract price, and walk us through the contract process. Sure. So list price was 240 um, we offered 250, no appraisal gap. <laughs> yes, no appraisal gap. And then uh come to find out it did not appraise. It appraised at 241, and that's ultimately where we ended up on purchase price. Wow. So they reduced the price down to 241? Yep. They yeah, they did. Well, that's that's phenomenal. So we'll do 241. And so that was the appraisal financing side. Now, you know, the, the, one of the first steps we do when we go to contract is the inspection and due diligence. 
what was that process like and what popped up? Because something always, always does. So for this one, it, it is relatively um, newly renovated. Um, I think it might have even been flipped. I think it was purchased um, several months before we bought it. Um, so it's, it's relatively clean, uh, renovated. The one thing that we actually planned to object to on the inspection was the furnace. Um, I believe it was original and it was having some issues and it was just time, time to go. So that was the plan. And then obviously it didn't appraise. And, um, kind of the, the deal we made there was we'll come in at, you know, appraisal price and we'll take care of the, uh, furnace ourselves. Well, it still works in your favor. I mean, I don't think it's a $9,000 furnace in a condo, right? No, certainly (laughs) not. (laughs) So have you replaced that furnace yet or are you waiting for later this year? We did. We, we got it replaced, um, right after we could get our hands on it. So what did that cost you? 3580 is what we what we put into that. All right. So I'm going to put that here in the initial repair cost for the furnace. Um, going back up to acquisition costs. So you, you got through the inspection, got through the appraisal, you negotiated it. Um, you're planning on 25% down, but there's always other costs with real estate, not cheap to transact in. What was the ballpark acquisition cost? So what I have in there, um, just from the upfront estimate, is $4,000. Perfect. And we had no seller credits. So all in between down payment, acquisition cost, furnace replacement, about $69,000. Yep. Great. And what was your interest rate on here? Or what is your interest rate on here? So we ended up at 3375, 30 year term. 375. Ooh, great. 30 year fixed, right? Correct. All right. So 25% down payment. 30-year fixed, three and three-eighths, and rental income. Was it tenant-occupied when you bought it? Was it vacant? So it was vacant when we bought it. Um, We actually have a lease starting uh, actually April 1st here. Um, Tenants are moving in from from out of state. They're they're military. Um, And we're we're happy with what happened there. So I was running the numbers kind of at 1550 when uh, uh, we're initially looking at this. And then once we, once we actually got it under contract or got it, you know, time to get listed to rent, we, we threw it out there for 16 just to kind of see what would happen. But we also knew there were two other um, units in the same complex that were not anywhere near <laughs> shape as this one was. Um, they, were, they were not well taken care of and they were, I believe, listed at 15 and 15.50. So we, uh, we threw it out there for 16 and, and got it and got you know what we think are great tenants. So we're happy with that. Great. So you were able, you pushed the rents, you got it. Now, when you're underwriting the property, you know, a month ago, were you ballparking 1600 or were you more in that 15 range? Yeah, I was, I was looking at 15. So 16 is really, uh, um, you know, we'll take it. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're happy with that extra hundred dollars a month. Hey, when the surprises come out pleasantly and in your favor, we'll, we'll take those when we can get them. Certainly. So, Jenny, what did you think about pushing the rents on this? Cause I know you, you're very good at rent analysis, Jenny, and you're also very conservative. So what was your thoughts on the rents? Yeah. I mean, 1500 was what I thought. And, you know, my, my thought is 
let's let's try to be a little bit aggressive when we actually go to to list it for rent, but let's underwrite it at the conservative figure. And so um, it always ends up working out uh, pleasantly for people, I think. So uh, let me know if these guys, these numbers work for you. 3% vacancy, 3% annual rent increase, 5% appreciation, and we'll just keep the tax rates at 25% for simplicity. Kind of our standard stuff. You guys are good with that? Yep. Great. And property management, are you self-managing or do you have a, a property manager? So we are self-managing. All right. So we'll select that to know. And how many times have you driven down the property? <laughs> um, I, I've been down there at least two and maybe a third time now. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. It's not bad. And you, you're in Centennial, right? Correct. We're so what, the what's the drive time? It's still a good hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's still very, very reasonable. Okay. So an hour drive to self-manage, uh, what's your reserve percentage? I've got 5% in there. Um, we'll kind of see how that plays out. It is newly renovated, but, um, and it's a condo. So they, they, you know, help maintain the outside, but um, sticking with 5% right now and kind of see how that plays out. Great. So there is an HOA. What's the monthly HOA? Yep. 165. All right. And I know most HOAs in Colorado are pretty standard. Any quirks or things about this HOA that they don't cover or do anything, or is it pretty just run of the mill? Honestly, this is my first go around with an HOA. So I'm, I'm learning a bit here as well. I think the only kind of hiccup was just trying to figure out who to contact from the get go and, and who the, who the right person to, to get on the phone was to make sure we have everything documented and they have what they need, that sort of thing. Other than that, um, pretty straightforward from what I can tell. Good. Real estate taxes. 700. Uh, Your insurance. 610 is what we have there. That seems high to me for condos. Uh, that seems to be what they what they go down here really? for. I don't know if we just have more, you know, stuff going on down here. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just have a really cruddy policy up here too. Because um, <laughs> my condos are in like the $4 range. Um, so utilities, I'm assuming HOA tenant pays for all the stuff. Correct. Yep. All right. Any other fees or things we need, we need to account for here? No, no, that's really it. All right. So we'll go over the cash flow tab here. All right. So you're about $69,000 all in with down payment, closing cost, uh, replacing the furnace. You'll beat about a $19,200 expected annual rent income. Subtract out vacancy, annual expenses, everything. That's going to be around $5,000 for all that. Leaves you a net operating income of $14,400. Less your mortgage payment of about $800 a month or $9,500 a year is a cash flow of $4,800 a year. Wow. I expected that to be lower on the inputs. I mean, th this is a great number. So I'm assuming you got to be a very happy investor. I, I am. Yeah. I mean, that, that comes out right at, you know, 400 bucks a month. Um, I would say that's higher than what I expected, obviously higher than what I was, you know, initially running the numbers on part of that too, is putting 25% down. I think that was, you know, a $50 a month swing there. Um, but yeah, pleasantly surprised. I, I 
I can't argue with, you know, $400 a month there. Obviously we're self-managing as well. Um, but yeah, I, we're happy with this, you know, first rental here in the Springs. Ah, oh, that's great. So that gives you a 6.9% cash on cash return and a 5.9% cap rate. Um, so, so great numbers. I just want to do one thing because this is, I'm actually come back here and say yes to property management. Leave that 10% as a good default. That makes it cash flow $2,900 a year, a 4.1% cash on cash, and a 5.1% cap rate. And these are both still great numbers, including the PM fee. Because I'm assuming you will eventually hire a property manager, right? Right. I won't right. do this forever. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to switch it back to, to no PM to keep it to your, your original numbers here, Braden. Um, but with all of this stuff, I mean, you know, that expected first year return on investment is going to be around 32% between appreciation, cash flow, tax uh, depreciation benefits, and debt pay down. So, I mean, that's just a great return on the investment. Definitely. Yep. So, uh, Jenny, Braden, any kind of final thoughts about this deal before we, we wrap up to a few other questions? I don't think so. I mean, I think this is just a really solid rental property that um, I think I think it was a great option. I think so too. So Braden, um, you're due to live and flip. You closed on this. You're hunting for number two right now. You got some stuff down in Texas. What's kind of the, you know, the, the future plans three months out, three years out, kind of the, the more medium term plans? Sure. So I, I guess the the main goal here is I'm in acquisition mode. I'm I'm still new at this, um, but trying just to acquire properties however I can. Um, the the live and flip that we're living in now, uh, we refinanced and pulled cash out, and that's how we got the down payment for this one. And then um, actually under contract on number two here in the Springs, um, and then that you know the cash from. The refinance on on our live and flip help with that one as well. So, um, yeah. Other than that, I think probably for the next uh, couple, we'll look um, back south in in Texas. Um, at a couple reasons. One, it's just a you know, like I said earlier, it's a little cheaper market. It's also more of a cash flow market. What's the price point down there, or entry point? Yeah, I mean, you can pick up a nice three two uh, anywhere from that one fifty to. 250 range. Um, I, I think my first deal there kind of ruined me a little bit. We, we got a four bed, three bath for 160 and it rents for 2000. So <laughs> it was a good deal. Property taxes are quite a bit higher there. Um, it's, it's also a college town. So you, you get the, you get to deal with college kids, which, um, you know, there's good and bad with that, but, um, have you put in the industrial carpet yet? <laughs> are, you, are you talking LVT or? Well, I, yeah, I mean, LVT, I remember from the people, they, they do LVT and they're like, we put industrial carpet in, in our college rentals. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, this like you just said, heavy duty carpet. <laughs> really? I, I'll have to look into it. This is actually original hardwood. So. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's working so far. Oh. Yeah. So going back to Texas for your future plans, I mean, obviously a big benefit there is, is a lower purchase price. And I, I interrupted you there. What was the second reason you're about to say? I think too, and, and Jenny kind of mentioned this outside of the podcast earlier, but just having, I like having the options, right? I like being in 
uh, being able to play in two markets, one more of an appreciation market and one more of a cash flow market. It, it just gives me that optionality to bounce between the two. And, you know, if properties appraise enough here and I've got equity in properties, I can pull that out, take it down to Texas and, and, um, you know, boost my immediate return, um, uh, doing it that way. So it just gives me, you know, a few more options playing around with my portfolio here. Great. And then something else I want to make sure I mention, because I wrote a big note on the top of my notes here, is that you're a contributor in our 2021 Colorado real estate investing book that's coming out uh, May or so of 2021. So thank you first off for doing that. And hopefully we have you back on uh, to talk about deal number two, talk about your strategy more in depth, because this is fun stuff to talk about. Um, and also, Braden, what's a great way for people to get a hold of you? You know, people have been locked down for the last year of the pandemic. The podcast is a great way to network, connect people. How can people connect with you? And are there any types of people or services that you're looking for that hopefully the power of the podcast can connect you with? Yeah, probably the best way to contact me is just phone or email. Um, I'm not big on social media. I do have a LinkedIn account. That's probably the only one that I, I kind of stay up to date on, but phone or email. Um, I'd be happy to talk. I love talking real estate with anybody who, who, who shares the same kind of interests that I do. So great. And we'll put all those in the show notes to make it easy for everyone, your, your email, your phone number, and your LinkedIn profile. Awesome. Well, uh, Jenny, got any final thoughts here as we wrap up? No, it's just, uh, it was awesome working with you on this one. I'm excited that we're working together again on, on property number two that we're currently in negotiations for. So fingers crossed on that and yeah, on, on to more. So Braden, what's, what's the sneak peek at number two? I know, I know you're in a contract, but just, what's the, what, what's the property type <laughs> in bed bath layout? Oh, I'm, I'm scared to say, because we, so we did have property two under contract once already. And, um, that one fell out of contract. We ended up walking away actually, but, um, this is a, it's a two, one it's, it's kind of by the other, uh, military institution over there, Fort Carson, but, um, it's a, it's a smaller property. It's in a good area. Um, we're kind of working through some inspection issues on this one at this time, but I'm, I'm hopeful it'll work out. Great. Well, Braden, we appreciate you coming out so much, man. So, so thank you. Uh, and we'll definitely have you on a future podcast. So thanks a lot. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.